Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Three characteristics of the spirit-filled life are, in other words, three characteristics of be being filled. The very first one is speaking. Hallelujah. Well, that's what happened when they first got filled. Acts 2 said when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were in one accord in one place and suddenly came a sound from heaven like as a rushing mighty wind and filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared cloven tongues like as a fire and sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagin starts his timeless teaching entitled, Live in the Supernatural. Too often, as believers, we operate in the natural realm when we ought to be operating supernaturally in the Spirit. Kenneth E. Hagin looks back at his own life, and through his own visions and experiences, he encourages us to move into a higher place spiritually. He explains how vital it is that we be continually filled with the Spirit, speaking to ourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Ephesians 5, 18, 19 When we're filled, God will speak to us, telling us where to go and what to do, and we'll see an outpouring of His Spirit that will enable us to reap the precious fruit of the earth in the last days. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagin for today's message. You have your Bibles? How many ever have your Bible? Hold it up. Amen. Pray God, wave it. Glory to God. Thank God for the Word. Amen. All right. Open it to the fifth chapter of Ephesians. I know where we're going to start. I don't know where we'll wind up. I had a real good message planned for you. Worked on it for some time. Thought about it. Meditated on it. But then the Lord, night before last, changed it all. He's good at that. <laughs> Amen. And then again, he didn't tell me all, he just told me part of it. So we'll head that direction, see what comes out. Ephesians chapter 5. We're going to start reading with the 18th verse. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Now, Turn over to Colossians, the third chapter, and the 16th verse. Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts, to the Lord. Now turn back to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Notice verse 26. 
How is it then, brethren, when you come together, every one of you hath a psalm, hath a doctrine, hath a tongue, hath a revelation, hath an interpretation, that all things be done unto edifying. Hallelujah. Now Paul, writing to the church at Ephesus, said to them, as we read, be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Well, in the 19th chapter of Acts, the Bible said, the very first verse, Paul having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, and finding certain disciples, he said to them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? They said, we've not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. Well, he said, whose baptism were you baptized unto then? Because see, if it had been baptized the way Jesus said, they would have heard about the Holy Ghost. They said they baptized by John, John the Baptist. Well, he just baptized them, telling them to believe on him that should come after him. But they didn't even know Jesus had come. They'd moved away. Amen. Now then, Paul tells them about Jesus coming. Hallelujah. And now then, he lays hands on them in the sixth verse. And the word of God tells us that they received the Holy Ghost and that they spake with tongues and prophesied. But to this same group, this same church, where Paul had come and brought to them the baptism of the Holy Ghost and speaking with other tongues, and they had entered into the experience, and yet he's saying to those same people, I'm sure they'd added others now, but he's saying to them, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Hallelujah. Now, Greek scholars tells us that there's a play on the word here, be filled. The Greek actually means, denotes continuous action, and that a more correct translation would be, but be being filled, but be being filled. In other words, a constant experience. Amen, a full of the Holy Ghost. Glory to God, amen, praise God. Now, so don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit, praise God, amen. Don't be drunk, you know, the natural, but in the spiritual, it's all right to get drunk. <laughs> get drunk on the Spirit. You know, on the day of Pentecost, they thought they were drunk. Peter said, these are not drunken as ye suppose. So they had to be doing more than speaking in another tongue. You know, I other, some time ago I came out of the mall and there was a family coming out about the same time they did and they was all talking to one another in a strange tongue. I don't know a word they said. Well, I didn't think they was drunk just because they was talking a different language. Amen. No, they must have been acting like drunks. Amen. Or they wouldn't have thought they were drunk. But now notice this. Here he goes on to give us three characteristics of the spirit-filled life. Or, in other words, three characteristics of be being filled. The very first one is speaking. Hallelujah. Well, that's what happened when they first got filled. Acts 2 said when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were in one accord in one place, and suddenly came a sound from heaven, like as a rushing mighty wind, and filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared cloven tongues like as a fire and sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. When they got full, they began to speak. 
Amen. Now go over to the 10th chapter of Acts. You know the story. We'll not go into it about Cornelius and how an angel appeared to him and told him to go to Joppa and inquire in the house of one Simon the Tanner for Simon Peter, who when he has come will tell thee words whereby thy and thy house shall be saved. So Peter took with him six of the brethren of the circumcision and went down to Cornelius' house. And the word of God says in Acts 10, 44 through 46, as he yet spake unto them, the Holy Ghost fell. Thank God the Holy Ghost falls. But the Holy Ghost fell on them as on us in the beginning. For, how'd they know? For we heard them speak. Hallelujah. We heard them speak. We noticed a little bit earlier of that 19th chapter of Acts and the 6th verse, Paul laid hands on them. Holy Ghost came on them and they spake. Amen. Praise God. Then we read in the 9th chapter of Acts that the Word of God tells us about Saul of Tarsus and how that God arrested him out there on the road to Damascus and then that there was a certain layman, disciple, a layman in Damascus named Ananias and to him said the Lord in a vision, he said, I'm here, Lord. He said, arise and go into the street called straight and inquire in such a house for Saul of Tarsus for behold, he prayeth and has seen a man named Ananias coming in putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. Now the 16th verse said, And Ananias entered in and putting his hands on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord even Jesus that appeared to thee in the way as thou camest hath sent me, that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, now somebody said it doesn't say he spake with tongues, but he said he did. In the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians, or in this 14th chapter of 1 Corinthians, in the 18th verse he said, I thank my God I speak. I speak with tongues more than ye all. Well, when do you suppose he started speaking with tongues? Must have been just like the rest of them when he was filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen? But you know, he wants us to continue to be filled. Continue to be filled. Continue to be filled with the Spirit. Speaking in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. That's something you do in the privacy of your own prayer life, your own devotional life. Amen? Now, a psalm is a spiritual poem or an ode. It may rhyme or it may not. We have 150 of them back here in the Bible. Now, of course, a hymn and a spiritual song would be sung. And those who are given to singing would sing. I, I'm not a singer. I'm not given to singing. I, I believe it or not, one time I took some voice lessons. Way back there then, you could get a voice lesson for $3. I mean, that's a going price. And after just a few of them, the voice teacher said, you know, I, Brother Hagin, I, I, I just hate to, you know, take money from you. I mean, I, I guess under false pretenses, but he said, if I was you, I believe I'd just forget it. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. So you preachers, if you can't sing, you better preach. That's all these church. You better get ready. Amen. I know Brother Charles Cowan in the same boat. Did you ever hear him sing? You know, I used to pray to God to help me to sing. After I heard him, I started praying for the Lord to help him. I'm just a joker. But uh, it's almost the truth. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. But no, a psalm... Like I said, it's a spiritual poem or an ode. It can just be recited or it may be chanted. 
and, and I, I recite some of mine and I chant some of them. Now, notice in these Psalms that we have 150, we call it the book of Psalms. Actually in the Hebrew Bible it's five books. It's Israel's prayer and song book. You're listening to Rhema for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. Honey, we have got an awesome offer this month. Okay. Uh, this is your dad's teaching on Live in the Supernatural, two DVDs that on DVDs, that. DVDs, yeah. That's right. And then your uh, CD, You're Not of This World. You realize we're not of this world? No. We may be in the world, but we are not of yeah. this world. I say it like this. We're in two worlds at the same time, That's the way right. I say it. That's right. You know, so, hey, you need to get a hold of these. These is normally $33.95, and uh, we're going to give them for $29.95. Four dollars save off you, uh, Save a little bit, That's you know. Right. But you're not in this world. This is a great sermon that I preached. Uh, uh, too often uh, Christians uh, let the world dominate them and rule their thoughts uh, mm -hmm. when the problem seems insurmountable and and they feel hopeless, but we don't need to do that. We need to realize that we're ru ru ruling and reigning with Christ. And then Dad, living the supernatural, uh, there's two, two C, uh, DVDs here, uh -huh. Seeing Into the Supernatural Realm, and Built on Purpose, Not on Personality. That's a good one. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Faith 99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his message, Live in the Supernatural, here on Rama for Today Radio with Ken and Lynette Hagan.